You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Get to it. Hey everybody, hey, yeah baby, are you ready? Welcome back to the Get Tuck Podcast, presented by AGS Grading. AGS is the first grading company with an AI grading system. No more leaving it up to chance if the grader is in a bad mood that day. Fast turnaround and the best prices in the U.S. There's no better place to have your Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! or sports cards graded. And uh, I just got my first grades back, and I didn't fail. Woo, first time for me. Uh, my big wins were my Tom Brady Bowman Chrome rookie card. Uh, came back in 9.5. Pretty crazy. And my Hank Aaron auto reprint 99. Um, it's a real autograph. It's a reprint of a, a home run era uh, cards that I forget what year they originally came out in. But Hank Aaron's the GOAT, the true GOAT, the no-roid GOAT. And... Um, that also came back in 9.5. So I am very, very fucking stoked. Um, shout out to my man Gunner and AGS for being so cool to me. Not only did I get to drop my cards off in person, they showed me around the facilities. They showed me how the grading works and how they organize the cards and everything. And everyone was super nice. I really liked it. I think you guys will too. And when you think about it this way, like, sure, maybe if I would have sent it to PSA, could have gotten to 10. Possibly. It's possible. So when you look at the full grade, because when you scan it, it's an eight-point grade. So you get to see exactly, you know, front, back, every corner, surface, everything, why they gave it what they gave it. And I could have possibly gotten that. But I like the truth. I like having something that's actually tangible and real. And thine computer hath given. So thank you. I love it. Two 9.5s. Pretty fucking crazy. Um... If you want to see the rest of the cards, you can go check it out on my Instagram, HustleXCrow. Okay, we are going back out on the True Power Tour with I Prevail, Pierce the Veil, and Stan Atlantic. We will miss yours truly so much. I really love spending time with them from band to crew. They were all incredible. I had some really eye-opening and strong conversations with them that um, really just, you know, help you to continue to uh, stay passionate about what you're doing. And, and I don't know a lot of people who care about their art the way that they do. I'll tell you, Michaela is the real deal. And like getting to watch her and Pierce do hold on till May was also a fucking treat. Um, love y'all. Hope I get to see you again soon. It was really, really a great time to be with those guys. Um, and gals, uh, fit for a King and the gloom in the corners, new albums come out on October 28th. There are a couple of vinyl left for FFAK at fit for a King and there are some gloom uh, vinyl available at Downright Merch. Go cop while you can. For the fit stuff, I pick the vinyl myself, so if you don't like it, you're a jerk. 
this week on the show, we have my friend, Matthew McDougall. Matt is the vocalist of Connecticut Medical Band Boundaries. I've known these guys for a hot minute from playing Hartford so much, and uh, Corey, their guitarist, helps run the Webster, and one of my buddies, Justin, has really always rode for this band since day one, and um, going off what I said about yours truly, like Matt is really one of those people. Like Matt cares about his band um, and his art you know, more than most care about just about anything. Um, I've been really lucky to call him a friend for a few years now, and I just find my man's inspirational. I really care about him. I think he's the shit. He's kind, he's loving, and uh, super strong-willed. Really, really great person to be able to have in your life and someone that you would like. I don't know, he's just a good buddy. He's he's the shit. I like him. Plus, uh, Boundaries, their new album, Bearing Brightness. It bridges... Ugh, fuck it really does bridge like the gap between heavy beat down metalcore and melodic metalcore like under oath and like early atreyu and i know those are like funny you know comparisons because drummer singer thing but still like man i'm not gonna lie this shit caught me off guard with their new drummer singer tim his band is really ready for global takeover i'm telling you like his voice is absolutely stunning the melodies soar over the music like a goddamn bald eagle on the fourth of july and no it doesn't sound like creed it's just fucking great and when matt sent me the record um it got a ton of rotation and remains the same go listen to burying brightness it's out now it came out on the 14th um go listen to it right after this interview but for now let's swan dive into this bitch with my man's matt of boundaries Matthew McDougall! Wow. That was pretty good, right? Did you like that? You really spared no expense on production, huh? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty excited about it. Hi, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. What's today, Wednesday? You know, I know I told you to turn up. I would turn it back down, actually, a little bit, if that's okay. Now yeah, that I'm it's, it's, how are we living? Is this okay? You're great. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, cool. But, yeah, how was working today? Did you have a nice afternoon, day, whatever? Yeah. Pretty low-key. Nothing crazy. You know, nothing horrible has happened. That's usually that's sort of the cool. guideline I use, so whether or not it's a good day is if something incredibly tragic has happened or not. How treacherous does it get at the coffee shop? Um, not overly treacherous unless like, unless someone comes in and orders something that doesn't exist. And then I have to like sort of work backwards and find out what they mean. Yes. These people will just say shit. They'll just like combine, make up some super, yeah. o- super off white, um, mocha, joco, latte, yes, yeah. uh, steamed, uh, poison, uh, bird, apricot, death yeah. drink, liquid and you have death. To be like, Hey man. Not only do you not want that, that's that doesn't exist. Well, that would be pretty cool. I was a barista at one point in my life. I was pretty good at making the coffee, pretty bad at working. Um, but I enjoyed it. I was in high school, so I was more focused on, like, cute girl comes in to, like, get a coffee. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, uh, and, like, okay, my boss you. always was like, dude, what the fuck? You need to work. Stop talking. But me, it never, it never fucking happened. I, 
I kept talking. I'm still talking. So fuck you, uh, fucking guy at the coffee shop that I'm not going to call out right now because his wife was also my math teacher in high school. She was really nice. But oh, wow. um, you're practically in the family. You know it, brother. I'm so fuck you, fucking brother. Um, yeah. Well, a couple things. One, thanks for uh, letting me listen to your new record today. That was pretty cool. I yeah, very sure. much enjoyed it. And uh, congratulations on this new signing, this new venture. I'm very curious to ask you questions about it. And uh, the fact that the vinyl is selling like goddamn hotcakes. Yeah, so for sure. By the time this is posted, the whole pre-order is not sold out. Get it, but it probably will be. Um, at least with the vinyl. It's funny, the like magenta and green swirl one, mm-hmm. which I think is one of the ones that sold out. I almost did that one for mine, yeah. and I'm glad I didn't now because then we would have had the same yeah, color swirly thingy at the same time. But um, yeah, I'm not trying to get beat up by boundaries, bro. Y'all on that like <laughs> fucking Hartford tough ass shit, bro. Oh yeah, that's us. Um, that's you guys, hardest band ever. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, uh, I I really really enjoyed the record though. Um, so first first things off before we like get into the like old shit do the whole thing i usually do i was just curious this uh three dot recordings is that it yeah that's what's called so it's peripheries label that they have like started uh is this like a newer thing i hadn't heard of it previously um Um, but i'm not necessarily plugged into periphery-esque things sure oh well you're talking to the right guy i'm a yeah you're obviously very pro yeah you're you're super proud that's what everyone says about me <laughs> uh, man, I don't know shit. Um, uh, as far as but my depth of knowledge on uh, on the record label is like when people ask me about it, like for example, how you are right now, I tell them it's how Misha uh, evades taxes. Oh, that's pretty cool. That sounds yeah. great. So it's, you just it's are, all of their- you spend you spend enough money on the label to not have to pay taxes for the income that you made this year. Exactly. So all of their side projects get dumped onto three dot. So anything that is some version of periphery that is like give or take a member, it's on that label. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, he's um, got like King Kaleidoscope and like stuff like that. Um, Spencer doesn't. He's like there's you know a bunch of random projects that all those guys do because they're all brilliant and super talented and freaks yeah, while exactly. they're also making every plugin ever that everyone uses. Yeah, it's also shit. It's ridiculous. Um, they should share more. I'll bring know. that up. Thanks. Yeah, tell them that. Hold on one second. I'm gonna take my hoodie off because for some reason I put one on for um, sure. at the end of August. But I make it so cold in my room, and then I put the hoodie on, and then I take it off because then it's not cold after I turn off. It's very complicated, as you can tell. Um, but yeah, that was super cool to see. Um, I do have one question off to remind myself to ask you off air, but um. How did that come about? Um, did they approach you guys with it, or how did this marriage come together? Uh, so we have like a one-step removed relationship because our manager also manages Periphery. Oh. Um, Who is your manager? I don't even think I know. Uh, Wayne Pig something. I'm definitely not opening my email to remember how to say it. That's okay. Uh, Sounds complicated. Pagini, I want to say, is how you would say that. Oh, okay. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't listen to this because 
He might be upset if I don't know his name. Well, if he's got a complicated last name, that's not really like on him. You know what I mean? Like, it's not complicated. It is oh, on okay. me for sure. Yeah, whatever. Oh, <laughs> hi, Wayne. Um, yeah. But that's cool. Uh, managing periphery sounds like a task. Um, From what but, he's told me, it is. Yeah, one can only imagine. Now, you guys teaming up with Wayne, is that a more recent thing in your life? Um, I would say it happened maybe this time last year, maybe a year and a half. Something so like very that. much so. Um, yeah. Well, okay. Were you independent before that or had you ever had a manager like as far as i know maybe like i think justin was your manager at one point right yeah so um like very well, shout out version. to justin leach the tallest most rockinest greatest promoter in america absolutely um but continue sorry uh but no he because he um i mean he's the busiest person in the world so yeah. whenever he had some time or if he heard something through the grapevine he would kind of toss us some info um, but you know, to call him like a full fledged manager seems like I would be kind of exaggerating it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but no, cause he used to work, um, for a company called crimson management, um, yes. which anyone under the age of 22 has not heard of. No. And if you weren't in the new England area, you definitely yeah, you have no idea of it. Um, but yes. I so yeah, <laughs> we were affiliated with the tail end of that, um, sort of before everyone just got too many projects, too many plates to keep spinning. Yeah. Um, but no, as far as like, uh, you know, a bona fide manager, Wayne is our, our first go at it. The real deal. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. What a great person to have pick you up. I mean, you know, when you're able to work alongside and gain the trust of people like periphery who are obviously extremely intelligent and definitely uh, top tier, hardworking people in the industry. And even without knowing them, you can say that, like, I don't fucking know those guys, but they're obviously the hardest working motherfuckers. Cause do you have every plugin ever coming out? Do you have horizon <laughs> fucking devices? Are you fucking going and test driving Bugattis on the fucking weekend because you feel like it? No, you're not. You fucking lazy bitch ass piece of shit. This is to not you, Matt, the people oh, listening. It's okay. Um, it could be to me. And they're not really fucking pieces of shit. I'm just, it's a means of motivation. You know, it's like. Right, tough love. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, hopefully they'll drive a Bugatti next weekend. That should be everyone's goal. Um, yeah, no Misha, I always are. see he goes like in, you know, I don't know if he's like renting them or test or how he fucking does this, driving fucking crazy ass cars. Looks cool though. Um, but that's neat. Um, yeah, sounds complicated. Sounds stressful. regardless. Yeah. Um, so that's very cool. I don't. Do you know what other artists uh, Wayne works with by chance? Um. So he he works with Fly South. So that okay. whole kind of family of bands. They all sort of help each other out and have like a hand in each other's pocket as far as like, hey, I have a bunch going on. Can you help me with this? I have a bunch going on. Can you help me with that? Um, periphery is like his big day to day. I, as you can imagine, that's, yeah, that is a, a laundry list of stuff to do every day. Um, he works with, I know he does a lot of stuff for this wildlife. Um, Oh, that's sick. Which is a band I have never listened to, but I feel like I know what they sound like given their name. 
I have, and it's sick. But it's like dashboard confessional That's what acoustic I thought. music. Yeah, it's like you if you like that kind of stuff, it's fucking awesome. Which yeah, I, I do. Like, like um, Def Cap for Cutie type shit. Yeah, yeah, very like soothing. Yeah, tunes. It's great. It's great stuff. Um, but that's awesome. Probably much less complicated to deal with because it's only two guys and they're not putting out all the other shit. Exactly. Um, and they're pretty hardworking independent band. But yeah, so yeah, uh, very, very cool. Yeah, right. You know, you have to get a lot done. Which you guys also are a pretty hardworking band of itself. I mean, Corey has gone. His story is really cool. I was just talking about this with Sarah yesterday, who I think you may know decently. I don't know, but uh, I think I've heard of her maybe once or twice. But um. You know, seeing Corey from over the years go from like just the person helping load in and load out to running the venue, it's pretty fucking cool. And um, not a lot of people will have the work ethic to get from loader to full on production production manager manager of the venue. Um, So I'll have to to pick his brain one of these days and get him on here as well to talk about it. You have to like it a whole lot. Yeah, yeah, I can only imagine, especially to do it while you're, you know, touring and stuff like that as well. Um, that's just so much to have to do. Um, but Corey's always been such a sweetheart to us and to myself, um, and quite the riffer, I must say. You oh, know, yeah. and that's what you know. Getting to your guys' music, and one, it's very exciting to see you guys doing this album, having the pre-orders go some well with a new label, because it's definitely like, you know you know a little bit of a risk in some ways where like you know could just go to sharp tone or fucking unified or pure noise or something like that but you're like trying something a little bit new it's interesting probably got a pretty good deal curious to hear about it may ask you off the air but (laughs) um it's it's really cool to see how well it's going and with you guys um i think that having that worth work ethic intact you know definitely will help you to make it move forward but you know for myself before you and i really got to know each other we had only to my knowledge like met once previously um i was a fan of the band and very into it because you guys are like that perfect combo of some like old school kill switch and like misery signals riffs that I love, but also enough of the like new age beat ass, like tough shit. (laughs) And not a lot of people are able to necessarily combine those two styles very aesthetically well. Uh, And, that's the thing that kind of always sucked me into your band where, especially when I first started listening to um, the last record, like is survived by is um, just a monster monster track. But um, your receding warmth was like the saddest, hardest record when it came out. (laughs) And I think I listened to it at the gym for just, it was my go-to for like the next six months for sure. Um, And I I think that that. your ability to always really pour yourself into the music um, is something that most people, I think, when they listen to your band can reflect on, where you can't deny that it sounds like you're in actual pain. It's pretty, pretty great. Um, So taking things back, how did, at least to my knowledge, other than like the most recent um, change with the bass player, you guys have been like a pretty intact unit for, you know, since 
your creation, I believe, pretty much since like that first like EP, the Hartford EP, or am I uh, wrong in that? Um, so we were good for like a, a member change every maybe two, two, three years, something like that. Okay. Um, so nothing crazy. I've been involved with it for a very long time at this point. So uh, Corey just barely less than me. Um, but at this point we are, we are the senior members of the band because our drummer joined, I mean, he played one show with us before COVID. So when I say the, you know, the term, Oh, okay. He so he's pretty recent three years well. ago. Yeah. It sounds like a long time, but we have toured together twice. Yeah. So, um, and great then, drummer too. And oh, singer. Yeah, no, for sure. Shout out to in good nature, his other band, um, which is fucking fantastic, but continue. Oh yeah. He's uh, he's a very talented singer. Is he the one singing on the record? Yeah. <sighs> Buddy. Oh yeah. We made I'm him not, do a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, you sure did. Um, we're going to get into that a little bit later, but yeah, yeah. it's, it's fucked up. Good. Um, <laughs> it is. His voice is, it's like define the great line. Good, but okay. So you guys have definitely had to like mold a little bit, make some member changes over time. Wasn't really sure about that back, you know, 2017, 2016 era, you're preparing or like putting together Hartford County misery. Mm-hmm. Was this like your high school band or like, what's the deal that had you played in bands before? What, what, what started it all? Yeah. So I started playing in bands when I was 16. Um, so this wasn't, you know, boundaries wasn't my first go at it. Uh, I was in other bands until I was like 20 ish. And then I took a year off from music, like a complete year, no shows, nothing. Um, just because like old band broke up, no one else was trying to start anything new. You know, there was, there was kind of no pocket that I felt like I could fill. Yeah. Um, and then, any of the old bands notable at all? Like, do you guys like? Oh play goodness, no. Okay. It just never, I mean, never just anything like really out of state. It was, okay. it was like very early beginnings figuring out how to do this whole thing. You know, how do you print a shirt? How do you record music? You know. Oh yeah. All the stuff that um, somebody could just tell you how to do, but we didn't have anyone to tell us, so we just had to figure it out. No, absolutely, and it was. I mean, even at this era, I think there the home studio was starting to become a thing and, yeah. you know, get pretty good and stuff like that. It wasn't quite what it is now. Um, but okay. So did, you, so did you start the band fresh? Like, was it your idea to get this thing going or what was the, what was the plan? Uh, so our <coughs> old bassist, Zadak, was the only original member still. Okay. Uh, this was his high school band that was like played a couple of local shows, um, never really had like permanent members, never, never really like took that step up to like, we're going to go record stuff and like put it out so people can listen to it. And then we can play it live and people will be like, I know what this band is playing. Cause I've heard it before type thing. So all of like the earliest exercises that you have to do in a band I did in my old projects. And then I joined this one and was like, Hey, I know how to do at least a couple of these things. Um, and then we needed a guitarist. Corey joined, um, needed a drummer at this point, Kevin joined our old drummer. Um, so it was really just like, as members fell out, 
uh, we would integrate like another friend. That was always a goal. Yeah. Like we don't not not big on playing with strangers just because you're good at your instrument. I could give a shit. I would much prefer being in a band with a friend who's terrible at his instrument. Oh yeah, I mean, why do you think I have a job? Um, I was but, just saying, you can no, argue just, that my band <laughs> has been that and is um, still that. Now nah, you guys are all fucking serious <coughs> riffers, uh, but we did the same thing. Where <laughs> I'll um, see you later, Chuck. Thanks. You know, when it comes to getting a new drummer, for instance, when we had to do that, obviously, like Trey, who we picked, is like a very talented guy who played in invent animate so like another you know solid touring band but uh you know it was more so also that we were friends with him and we've spent a lot of time with him and we love him that we wanted him to be in the band other than like you know we could have gone found some fucking super nutso you know crazy yeah, some kid. youtube cover kid yeah who's but- never toured and, and it's probably he, some herb ass fucking weirdo and can't exactly yeah. day three in the van you're like i want to stab him yeah he just already pissed his pants five times because yeah. he's a fucking weirdo no, um if you pee your pants and you feel like i offended you because you're you don't think you're a weirdo well guess what you are um yeah, figure it out but that's pretty cool um so Zadak too, that's pretty recent change of him uh, not like continuing to tour and stuff like that with you guys. Um, hopefully all things are, are good on that front. Um, uh-huh. But that's cool. Uh, I loved the Warwick bass that he had. That stiletto was fucking gorgeous. Oh yeah. He, uh, uh, he did like a full Warwick transition. That thing was so cool. It was so sick. He looked like a real badass. Um, <laughs> But uh, that release definitely got a lot of recognition in the area. And even I, you guys did a small vinyl pressing of it, if I'm correct as well, right? Yeah. Um, it wasn't, un- I want to say it was like its third year anniversary. We did a vinyl run, I think. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like when it came out, we had no means to print vinyl whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that whole thing we recorded in Corey's basement, speaking to what you said earlier, as far as like home studio stuff, all in Corey's basement, whole thing. So no it, shit. Yeah. It wasn't exactly the type of thing where we had resources to, you know, really bring it to people or do anything other than write it and put it up and be like, here you go. You know, that's how so many bands get started, though. Like I think about whether it's like the first being as an ocean record or even, um, you know, the first Fiverr King record and stuff like that. Like so many people just have to produce and record it themselves and, you know, get it mixed by Joe Schmo and put it out <laughs> there or Cameron Mizell if you're our band. Um, because fucking Chango was sick. What was me? Reunion. Woo. Matt's oh, favorite yeah. band. Fuck um, you. I love what was me. <laughs> yo, facts. Honestly, I'm really Are excited. You kidding me? Um, yeah, it was an interesting thing for because in the area where I came from, Poughkeepsie area, this kid Doriano ended up, um, and the drummer of his band, That's Outrageous, is like one of my good friends. He ended up like joining that band, What Was Me, like later on. So I, I've yeah. always kind of followed that band, but regardless, even, you know, like the fucking, uh, like a candle my hand beers, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Courses that just don't make sense that are yeah like what it was, if I show every possible thing I can do vocally and I just do that random every 10 parts. <laughs> it was crazy it was yeah. fucking nuts but it was good people got into it I was into it it was sick um, 
So I forget it wasn't it was my body in bloom. Okay, so you did end up working with Buddy on that one and you mm-hmm. worked on with Buddy on um you're receding warmth as well. So for yes. everyone listening, Buddy is the owner operator of Unbeaten Records, which is a subsidiary of Equal Vision Records. And uh, they had put out other releases like Left Behind and shit like that, um, which is very sick. Um, so at, was that, um, I think, around the time where like you guys were like kind of working with Justin, like you said, Buddy picks you guys up. And you're able to go record and do my body in bloom. Now, did Corey do that one all himself or did you guys go to a studio? Uh, we went to a studio. We went to, so to kind of branch off of what you just said, as far as like the bands that made us want to sign to unbeaten left behind um, and Orthodox were kind of the two big ones because at yeah. that point, the first Orthodox record was out the first full length. Um, which the band is sick. I also oh, incredible. a dozen black roses, bro. Oh, the yeah. band is so fucking good. Uh, yes. And Austin's very handsome. He is a savant. He it's Kids unfortunate. That he's, yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate that he's also good looking because it really should be one or the other. No, he's very handsome. Like exactly. model you should be handsome, handsome or talented and, when you have um, both. You're being greedy. Yeah, I think so. I'm very, <laughs> very frustrated by it. Um, but I also, I tweeted at him once. Um, I wanted him to make um, a Jewish-themed band called Unorthodox. But, it's not too um, late. You know, maybe someday. But hey, everybody, it's got the chutzpah. Um, <laughs> but that would be fucking cool. Um, Brian Greenberg can be in that band. Um, he sure can. That would be awesome. Um but yeah, enough about both of their bands and the fact that he's handsome and talented. Yes. We don't need to be talking about that. I don't even, no. I literally never talked to him, mm-hmm. never met him, don't know him. But I do, he's like, I'm a fan. I'm a legitimate fan. I'm like, yeah. yeah. No, he's wonderful. I, yeah, I couldn't say enough great. nice things about him. That's awesome. Uh, well, that's good. Then he deserves to be that talented and handsome if yes. he is actually nice on top of it as well. That's pretty cool. Um, but it yeah. seems like too much pressure for me. If I had all that, oh, I'd be such a piece of shit. I'd be way more of a piece of shit than I already am. Um, uh, is that possible? Probably. I could do some shit. I could do some bad stuff. <laughs> I could do some uh, bad shit. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. But um, enough of that. Right. Let's talk about uh, My Body in Bloom. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so, so who recorded it? That first Orthodox record uh, they did with yeah. a guy called Dan Colombo. Okay. And so we love that record so much. We're like, oh, yeah, let's let's do that. Um, so we went to Dan Colombo for My Body in Bloom. Um, but at this point, we were still, as much as we wanted to like do that level up into being like, a band that tours regularly, a band that plays, you know, a festival, goes out of state, travels to play, you know, yeah. all that stuff that means that, like, oh, hey, you're taking this kind of seriously. Um, we were also still a band of people that were, like, paying for all of our own merch out of pocket. Um, all, you know, the vehicle expenses, anything that happens, if anything goes wrong, we're fucked type of thing. Like, we have no extra income. Yeah, um, there's no credit card for backup. There's no... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so that led us to 
yes, we got like a, a recording budget from Unbeaten, and we got to take it and go to Dan. Um, but we recorded that whole thing in three days because we just we couldn't get time off work. We couldn't like all of the things. The that whole you, album. Yes. You recorded the whole record, My Body and Bloom, in three days. Yes. Wow. That's it's amazing. Just, it was the position we were in. You know, sometimes you're afforded the comfort of, yeah, we can take our time with this. Sometimes you have to hurry up and get home because everyone has work the next day. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. It still sounds great. I would have never known. Uh, Dan's incredibly talented. Yeah, that's super, super cool. Um, wow. Huh. See, that's another little thing of like just being psycho and working super hard. Like who would have who would have thunk? Um, <laughs> that's absolutely bonkers. So when you guys got to doing your receding warmth, was that a Randy one as well? Because I know you did the most recent one with Randy. Yeah, that was our first Randy one. Okay. Um, and... It was something similar to Dan where like Randy was a name we had heard. We liked other records he did and we were like, okay, well, you know, and he's in New Jersey. Dan was in Nashville as much uh, as I love the so driving so fucking 15 hours. <laughs> yeah. Like I could go to Randy's right now and I could get there before the sun's down. Like he's, oh, yeah. an, he's an hour 40 away from me. Um, he is about 30 minutes from me right now. If yeah, not less. Delightful. Uh, he's, he's so considerate. Uh, um, yeah. Um, and for everyone listening, this is Randy LaBeouf who, um, works at graphic nature and has done like Kublai Khan and every fucking heavy record yeah. chamber, you know, everything chamber, left behind case you strain. Last couple years. Yeah. Like dude has worked on it all, including fit for a King slave to nothing. You're probably least favorite record that we've ever put out. <laughs> Cause you're a fucking asshole. Um, it's so sad. How could you hate it? Um, but speaking of which, your receding warmth was also a miserably sad record, but I fucking loved it. Um, it just had the energy to get you like, it had the riffs, it had the energy to get you fucking pumped. And that's why it was just like gym city for me. Like I found myself so many times being at the gym and I'd go to be like, all right, well, what am I going to listen to today? And I just put on the same thing, which like now the most recent thing for me has been that like latest uh, Kublai Khan EP. Oh, because like, uh, just lowest form of animal. I think yeah, it's called. lowest form of animal. Thank you. Um, just because it's when I'm working out or like trying to get in that zone where I'm trying to like pump myself up. I want a release where like I can look forward to it front to back. I don't want to like I don't really like playlists that much and i don't really want to skip it back and forth between things i like to dive into a whole release and like just get through it and then like when it's done i'm like okay cool like I, i'm done you know yeah i'm gonna put on. a record on person i'm not yeah. a big bounce around it's like start the first song i will change it when the record's over yeah and that's how i've always found my favorite bands or my favorite albums um i've never been a singles guy um which is fine. I'm, I'm, I'm into commitment. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you know, just not, not into single shit. No, nah, I'm just kidding. I fucking smash hoes. You know what I'm saying? No, I, I have in the past, but I'm married. I would never. Gosh, people. Jesus Christ. I'm um, not to bring him into it. Aha! 
See, it went full circle there. And it sure did. Short, yeah, it's crazy. Really you know, wonderful stuff. Just going going through it. Um, but um, you're receding warp that seemed to really do, uh, get fantastic praise, and I feel like definitely started to like put you guys out there more on a national level and get you to tour a bit more um, during that period. And now I know that you guys. Uh, I don't know if it's since. Um, <coughs> pardon me being with your new manager, but I believe you have uh, joined over to sound talent as well with your booking. If I am correct, you are correct. Uh, yeah. Um, we're, yeah. Uh, and you have the Dave almighty, Shapiro. the almighty Dave Shapiro. Oh, he's what a character Ooh, that guy is. He is a, he's a winner <laughs> Put it on that one. Uh, he, you know, he has booked the greatest of the greats and is just, the most fire badass uh, yeah. booking agent. He books agent all the bands we rip off when we write. Yo, so facts. It, it um, seemed like the perfect relationship here. to have. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of crazy when you get the opportunity to, um, you know, work with someone like that or pick their brain just because they are so um, successful. Yeah. And uh, it is often like awe inspiring, which I think is um, one of the best parts of seeing what the people at Sound Talent have been able to do for themselves, whether it be Dave, uh, Matt, who we happen to work with, Matt Anderson, uh-huh. um, you know, Eric Powell, Jake Zimmerman. They all have like these incredible stories. It's super, super cool. Um, but it seems like the best place for you guys to be at the best time with what I will definitely say is your best record because Jesus Christ, it is fucked up. Good. Um, Like (laughs) I I said before, what's the release date for the new album though? Uh, Uh, New album is October 14th. What's up, Mother Tuckers? Do you want to work with your favorite artist looking for that epic feature so everyone will know how badass your fucking band is? Go check out FeatureDex.com. We have an insane selection of singers, screamers, guitarists, bassists, drummers, graphic designers, and so much more. Do you want Ryan Kirby to sing or scream on your song? Maybe you want Austin Archie from Winter Show to go all over your song. Maybe you even want Matt to scream on your song. Guess what? You can get them all. Go to FeaturedX.com. This week's mid-roll mosh is DIY Autopsy by Tactosa. And this band fucks harder than an orgy. I have been dying for someone to bring back the almighty Mitch Highs, and they have done it. I'm telling you, this is the fucking best band, like, ever. I am not playing. This is the best new deathcore band in the United States of America. Fuck you if you think otherwise. I will fucking pimp smack the ever-living Xenu out of your fucking life if you tell me otherwise it is the truth i love this band kyle medina of body snatcher lens his epic vox on this track florida continues to provide i know i said it it's fucking crazy but for some reason i just like florida bands i guess i don't know what it is i will buy stock in tactosa and you should too bang your fucking brain to diy autopsy by tactosa
Oh, so very soon to ours. Okay, we're October 28th. Um, okay. So that's great. Um, you have only put out the first single, which does uh, a little tease. Mm-hmm. It gives a little bit of the clean vocals. Just which a little bit. You said is the um, drummer singing, which was going to be one of my questions where – I had I was talking to Josh Polgarin uh, the other day, who works with In Good Nature, who is the you know uh, the other band of your drummer. What's his name, by the way? Tim. Tim. And uh, I he's recording with Adam from Gatherers, who I also happen to be recording with for the new Off Road Minivan record as well. Uh, so I got to hear some demos and some new stuff that he's been working on. I was like, man, this guy's voice is great. And then now you send me the record today and I'm listening to it. And I was thinking like, man, who the fuck is singing? And it didn't click for me. Like, yeah, it's, it's the drummer guy that Josh was talking about. Yeah. It's but, the guy um, that sings in that other band. Yeah. Jesus. So stupid. But, um, what a great voice. Oh, it is freak it, of nature talented. Yeah, it feels really. And when you're listening to it, one of the joys of listening to um, the presenta- presentation of his singing, which when you hear Heaven's Broken Heart, you hear his singing. And it's kind of this like reminds me of like the um, Poison the Well Misery Signals era of clean vocals. But then as you listen through the record and you get to like the chunk of songs between like tracks five and seven, I think it was, where he sings um, quite a bit more. It took me down this rabbit hole of like almost like Divine the Great, Define the Great Line era clean singing. Yeah, um, that was very intentional. Yeah, he, you can tell that he liked Under Oath. Um, yeah. You know, it's in the melodies primarily. Like, I wouldn't say it's his voice per se, because his voice, I can't, I can't pin what he sounds like. I think he just sounds like him. I wouldn't say he sounds I would like agree, anyone. Yeah. Um, but the melodies and some of the note choices he made and stuff like that, I was like, oh, this this really reminds me of it. And you kind of continue that theme really well throughout the record at times where like, even at the end, when I was listening to the tower, I was just, when the end came, I wasn't ready for it. I didn't want it to be done. I wanted more, which I think is such a joy for it, where it was most of my favorite records do that, where you immediately have to go to the beginning again. Yeah, um, I think it's a good thing to uh cuz there is resolution. There's a ton of resolution. The build yes. up to it and when people do listen to it, you'll understand what I'm talking about where there is a literal like long incredible build up to what I'm talking about, but also I, I the vocals at the end of the tower, you, there's there's some highs, there's some like real guttural lows. There's we get some new flavors and stuff like that. Um, is that you? Um, so I did a bunch of new stuff on this record. Um, that this record was not to say that your receding warmth was like me half-assing it, but that was, that was me like honing a very specific sound. You was kept like, it in that one pocket for most yeah. of the record. You go like occasionally you gave us like some lower, um, like those quick little like back and forth, you know, stuff like yeah. that. Um, 
but yeah, it's definitely what you hear on this record. There's highs that are all over the place. Like it's great. I'm, I love it. Cause I, I like to see some aesthetic differences, like as I'm listening through the record, but yeah, yeah. a lot of that high stuff is our new bassist, Nathan. Um, he Ooh. was in a band from Massachusetts called the regime, which some people oh, may yeah. be aware okay. of. Yeah. I've um, heard he of was band. the singer of that band. So once he joined us on like an instrumental basis, it was like, Oh, wonderful. Like you can just do backups and I don't have to, you know, like you can do backups and you can come with your own ideas because you've written melodies, you've written lyrics before. Like it'll just, yeah. it'll be like a new aspect of the band that didn't exist previously. And so I wanted to use a ton of him on the record, uh, which we definitely did. Yeah, um, I wanted sick. something to play off of, you know, as much as I did like my full wheelhouse of what I feel like I'm capable of vocally, I didn't, you know, it, that's if the, if the record's just me, then who gives a shit? What's the point of having other people in the band that can sing if I'm not going to use them? Yeah. And it is fun to have those people incorporated in that, you know, like we did a similar thing where like the new fit for a King single, um, like Daniel does some like Sam Carter yell high shit on like verse two and stuff like that. And it's the first time that we've had him on recording. But like you said, it's like you have someone in your band and you find out that they have this really cool skill. How do you not use it? Yeah, Why wouldn't you want to like, and yeah, it's, it's really nice to get to see people get to do new stuff. And I think that that's one of the best parts of, you know, combining talent from a similar area where, you know, you find other really talented people from Massachusetts and from the new England area and be able to bring them into your band. And now your band is able to do these things that like previously two records before and like not, you know, any shame on like any previous members, no, but, you know, all. being able to utilize these tools is very advantageous to trying to advance the band to, you know, a new, a new level. And it certainly yeah. does. If it's a new way that we could be creative, if it's a new way that we can do, um, you know, it'll affect songwriting because if we're going to do full on singing, then let's also write prettier choruses, you know, let's, let's have these things complement each other. Um, anything that like can widen like the field of view as far as where we can go musically. I want to do that. I want to use it. Now I, I don't want to be on stage fucking banging pots and pans together. Um, I don't want to do like experimental shit for the sake of it being experimental. You know, I want to make what I like. I want, you know, we all want to yeah. make what we like. We want to, if this might sound conceited, um, but to some extent, I feel like you, like if you're in a band, you should be your own favorite band. You should be making the purest form of what you love to listen to. Yes. Otherwise, I imagine it's very difficult to get inspired or... Die. Yeah. I, I think I can say this more thoroughly, definitely with Off-Road, because I write more of it, um, where, like... Fit is definitely primarily Bob and Ryan with like sprinkles of the rest of us here and there. We're like off road. I am just writing music to listen to it yes. because I like how it sounds because it sounds like my favorite bands. And 
Like I, I fully, like I've talked to people about it where they'd be like, oh man, I, you know, I feel like it's kind of weird listening to myself. I'm like, fuck no. I love listening to myself. I think my voice is fucking sick. I love listening to my podcast. I love, <laughs> love listening to my bands. I love listening to me. I think listening to myself is some of the most entertaining shit I've ever heard in my life. And I think that if you don't feel that, like there are always those like artists that like, live in pain and they hate themselves and stuff like that. And I, I understand that. But to me, I feel like there has to be a part of you in order to pursue this stuff, in order to like chase the bag, in order to have the confidence to make these things work. You got to fucking love your shit a little bit. Like, you know, like I, when I put my tunes on, I'm like, fuck yeah, we'll fucking smash the shit. This is great. <laughs> and if I don't, and if I don't think that, and I hate the song, it will drive me crazy until yeah. it's right. It will literally make me lose my fucking mind until it's perfect. I, there's stuff on this new off-road record, uh, like literally a single song I worked on for two and a half years, all the time, tore it up a million different ways, wrote a billion lyrics, melodies, chopped it up every which way you could think about it. And now it's perfect mm -hmm. and that's what it takes yeah. i think i yes. think uh editing and revising is underutilized by specifically a lot of like the core world um, oh for sure um i also think people don't care i think people are fine putting out you know halfway okay songs as long as it has like a couple of cool parts as long as it's got mosh parts put the song out yeah, and I think that as people are chasing putting out music faster, oh my god, that's yeah. going to continue to happen more and more and more. Where there definitely is a part of we have to feed feed the Spotify beast and put out music more frequently than every eighteen months. Sure, it'd be nice to drop singles more frequently and stuff like that. I get it. Yeah, I mean, there's also but not at the sake of compromising your music because if your music fucking sucks asshole and nobody wants to listen to it anymore because you kept putting out crap, <laughs> then you're fucked. You know? Yeah, I mean, there's bands that yeah. don't put out records; they just put out singles because of how sort of like you know the entertainment meta has shifted from yes, I will wait. X amount of time for my favorite band to put out a record. They are my favorite band. It will be worth it has shifted to, there is such a saturation of there's 10 new bands every day that I've never heard of. will never hear of. And I bet some of them would be my favorite if I did, but there's just not everything gets in front of you. There's a limit to how well they can advertise. They can produce their music. They can play shows. There is there, there is currently and will always be too much which yeah. I don't think is a bad thing, but then it shifts how people put music out because now instead of putting out a 13 song, 40 minute record, um, are people going to pay attention to it? No, probably not. Especially if they've never heard of you before, but yeah. if you drop, uh, you know, a two and a half minute fun little ass kicker, that's, that's easy to share. It's easy to show people. It's, it requires, much less work. Um, and I think people are paying more and more attention to that as maybe as unfortunate as that, that kind of is for more long form type of music. Well, I think that as much as there will always be the ability for like, 
you know, shit to pop on TikTok or like these things to be flash in the pans that necessarily yeah. don't have lasting value. There will also be, you know, I look at like the Lorna Shore thing, for instance, very fondly in the sense of they're six minute songs of symphonic death metal. And mm-hmm. because of one moment of shock value, the whole thing blew up. And not just in the sense of being meme-esque or shock value, like their ticket sales are fucking astounding. You know, they've played every cool festival you can think of. Oh, yeah. All their vinyl set sells out, all their merch sells out in moments. So it's a combination of all these things of great songwriting, polarizing moments, having the ability to create something that can be maybe deemed as you know, TikTok-y or instagram and stuff like that, which I don't think in their case was intentional by any means. Um, no, and that's a band that's, you know, I've been playing shows with Lorna Shore for fucking 10 years. Like, that yeah. band is not new. They oh, yeah. have a bunch of other records. Um, but again, like I said, you, you can only get in front of so many people. You can only, obviously now, it is it is easy to look at them and be like, oh, they have a massive fan base because all of these people would have liked them if only they had heard of them. So, yes. you know, having that one moment in a song becomes a vehicle that then shows all of these people their previous fucking five full lengths. That's oh, just amazing. What it, yeah, it's what yeah. it took. Oh, absolutely. Um, and what a cool thing to witness. And I feel like for you guys, it's cool to see with this new record, are you guys going to possibly tour with more um, like quote unquote metalcore bands. Like for instance, like I definitely see you guys in your comfort zone as like touring with like a knock to loose, if you will. But like, I also could see you playing with like bands like mine and the ghost inside. And like, it would be fucking sick. Yeah, it would be awesome. Um, none yeah, of I us- guess the question is kind of like with adding the singing elements, like, are you going to play with some more like, mainstreamy metalcore bands i would have played with any of them before um i don't feel i'm not under the impression (laughs) that we have to sound a certain way to go out with certain bands you know i will be the lightest band on a package i'll be the heaviest band on a package i will open i will headline um for all of us it's really just about playing shows it's just about getting to the, the do the fun part Everything about yeah. being in a band sucks ass. It's all fucking terrible. Yeah. But you get to play, and that's really cool. So our end game is always just like, yeah, we just want to, I just want to perform. I just want to, you know, everything is a means to an end for being on a stage and yelling into a microphone. Well, I want to work with it's always the, Yeah, and that's always the, you know, the pursuit of the art, right? Where... Like I, I noted a bit earlier, when you listen to this new record and when I've listened to Boundaries as a fan, you know, I've always loved your voice. But when I listen to this newest record, like I feel like I hear your pain in a whole new way where like there are some times where you just sound like you are emotionally at the end of your fucking rope. And it is so convincing that... I don't think that people that are searching for something that's real can hear this and not connect to it. Cause if you love core and you love heavy shit, 
and you want something that's like honest and sincere and going to actually connect with you and you hear this and you're like, no, I don't get it. You're a fucking weird motherfucker. I don't, I don't get you. Um, cause it really is like one of the most, I don't know, just like, it's just a strong connecting release. Like as I found myself listening to it, there's just so many moments that I had to kind of like readjust myself, stop and be like, man, shit, I did not expect that. There were just some twists and turns that, for your band, they may be like not risks, but uh, what challenges are like new? Just you tried new shit. I don't know yeah. how to how to best say it. That's but all you, we you, ever you, you tried new stuff, and it really worked. It well, really you. like, and that's tough. Where like I can say that myself as you know, we could say some of the stuff on the path is like we tried new shit, and some of it worked. Some of it didn't work. And that's the that's part of being an artist. You're yeah. going to take new challenges and new risks as you go along. But I think that all the ones that you guys made on this album are going to really reward you and bring in an audience of people that are not only new fans, but diehard fans where they're like, no, not only do I love this record, but this is my favorite record. This is a amazing well, thank you. record. That's very nice of you to say. Oh, of course. Um, um, it's definitely intentional, you know. That's that's always been the name of the game. I never fucking cared about being in a band. I'm not a musician. I can't play an instrument. I was just the person who wrote stuff down. You know, I wrote in journals. I wrote fucking weird little poems. I'm just. I've always always writing. And then I I needed connections. You know, I needed people who got me. I, I have a very vivid moment that lives in my head still of a specific senses fail song that when I heard it, I was like, Oh fuck, it's not just me. And yep. there's, there's a very cathartic feeling that is okay. My problem's not solved, but at least I'm not the only one dealing with it. Um, I think is, is tremendously helpful in getting at least some of that weight off your shoulders and let getting you to reassess the room. Once you're not, dying under the weight of no one understands what I'm dealing with. You can take action. You can, not that it's as simple as, Oh, I heard a song that talks about things I struggle with, you know, time to get a therapist and go to the gym, but it can get you to clean your room can get you to do the dishes, uh, small little victories that keep you from feeling like you wasted the whole day that, you know, you're a lazy piece of shit that you don't work hard enough. All the stuff that, you know, I tell myself and people tell themselves when you feel like you're underachieving. Um, I think a very important part of trying to get past that even incrementally is just being like, okay, but it's not just me. At least, at least my struggle is not only my own. There are other people that can't help me. They can't fix it, but they know what I'm going through. They can Couldn't talk to me about it more. I think it's yep. really important. And that's all I, I've ever wanted to do is just dude, connect with people. 100% man. And I know that like, you know, over time, like you and I have gotten to have like some really cool heart to heart chats. And I think that that's one of the things that like has helped me to connect to you, not only like with your music, but like, I think I just, you do, you mean it. And you do want other people to feel better. Yeah. And that's my only 
goal, really. And I do so much agree with what you said in the sense of there are, and it is difficult to change your mindset to realize that you are not the only one. But if you are so content and stubborn and steadfast in the fact that you think that you will be the only one and no one else can feel the misery or pain that you felt, you're never going to heal. Yeah, you close yourself off, you isolate, and things get worse, and you bury them, and here we are 10 years later, and that thing you never dealt with is still affecting you. You know, it's still affecting your relationships or how close you let yourself get to other people or anything, anything that you shield yourself from because, oh, well, this could go wrong. It could hurt me. Yeah, man, I agree. And I think, you know, 10 talking about the record, um, my favorite, not maybe not favorite moment, but one of where like the my most hype moment of listening to it. When the song starts and you hear the the voice clip and then it hits, my body is a fucking cage that holds <laughs> in all the things I hate. That lyric is so strong. Thank you. And will make so many people want to smash their head against a brick wall <laughs> out of like straight gorilla aggro. It's the shit. It was so fucking good and it's so convincing. And like I had, I was having a a rough morning today and I've been feeling a lot of stress lately just because there's a lot going on. There's, you know, fit release and uh, this band I manage, the gloom in the corners uh, releasing their record, which you can pre-order Trinity through downright (laughs) merchandise right now. You stupid fuck. And, um, you know, keeping up with the podcast and the band goes on tour next week or uh, in like a couple weeks and off roads making a record. I got all this shit going on. I just kind of like cracked this morning. And, uh, my wife was just like, what is going on? What is up with you? And there are things that as you grow and with time, you have problems or stuff that bothers you. And you tell yourself like, well, it's not that big of a fucking deal. Like, There are worse things going on. There are other people that are feeling shit worse than me or more than me. And I, you know, I shouldn't, and I don't pay attention to it and I stick it back there and it just hides. And then I blow up and sometimes my body is a fucking cage that hides (laughs) all the things I hate. And I heard that today and dude, I could not tell you how much I needed that. And I think that it's going to have that effect on a lot of people and uh, your ability to be able to not only write these lyrics that people can connect with, which you've done consistently throughout your releases, but say them in which a way that it's, it's, you've just got such great diction. I don't need to, (laughs) I don't need to listen to it 10 fucking times. I don't need to pull up the lyrics. I don't need to decipher it. It's I hear it and I know the fucking lines and I know the lyrics and that's what I want. That's what a lot of people want in this shit. And people forget that they're trying to fucking tunnel throat 24 seven and shit. Yeah. And do all this crazy stuff. And I love that stuff. Like, like, yes, yes. (laughs) love it. I will love death metal. I love crazy extreme shit. I love goblin noises. Love it all. But I will listen to fucking, the number 12 looks like you 
that first record yes. where everything is you you couldn't it is such a high shrieking frequency that not, nothing sounds like words and sometimes i'm in the mood to hear some some crazy psycho shit sometimes oh, i yeah. just want noises and and b- drums banging and breakdown and fucking rah 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 absolutely there is a value to making stuff that just like communicates to a person's like very animalistic need to be like unga bunga ooh, yeah. ooh, i need heavy music um yeah. that's not what i want to make that's you know that's not why i got into music um, yeah. as much as i love it dude also jesse corman singer of number 12 he lives in my town oh yeah and I, I haven't met him yet but Jesse, I'm gonna fucking find you, and I'm gonna meet you. No, I. Uh, <laughs> that sounds so creepy. No, my um, my friend, uh, Rich, his wife Kelsey worked on the uh, Armor for Sleep videos and stuff with Jesse. Jesse shot those videos with her. Very and, cool. Uh, I I want to work with him someday because I also <laughs> love that band. Band is fucking fantastic. Um. But it's cool to support local as well, which is crazy. There's supposedly a few interesting people here in Jersey City that I will, I will find them. That all. you will hunt down? Um, that you will follow home? Obviously. Because <laughs> um, why not? Sounds super fun. Um, but, dude, yeah. To end that note on the record, just brilliant, man. I think that there's a lot of people that are going to connect with it. And, uh, yeah, your consistency with your vocals, your diction – your lyrics, people's ability to be able to like listen to it, actually like understand it, hear it, remember it, and like rhythmically say it with you. It's just easy to sing along. I fucking love it. But um, you guys have a tour coming up very soon as well. Yeah, you um, are going October. out with Burials. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's burials is doing a headliner for their new record. Um. That starts sometime in October. If you need the specific day, I'm not the person to ask for it. No, I'm uh, yeah. assuming it's similar-ish or around your record since you're coming out October 14th. That is just a very pleasant coincidence that those were not, that was not intentional. My record was coming out then no matter what. And then the Varials record, very fucking Varials tour was like, hey, want to do this? Um, yeah. So sometimes you just luck out and things happen at the right time. Hey, can you hold on one second? My wife is calling me. Yeah. <laughs> hold on. This will be on the podcast. Hi, honey. I'm on the podcast. What's up? Oh, okay, sweet. Did you get a new phone? What am I talking about? Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, sounds good. I'd like good. to take this moment to uh, speak well, directly to the listeners of this podcast. Uh, stop listening to it. Turn it off right now. You got it. Okay, I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Or I'll see you soon. All right, bye, Annie. All right. Um... So, yeah, my uh, wife was going to get a new phone. That's it. Uh, How exciting. Pretty cool. Uh, so, you're doing that tour. Uh, you are also going on the Never Say Die European run. Uh, yeah. Coming in the new year, I think, or is that in November? That's in November. We actually, we leave the Varials tour three days early to fly to Europe to start that tour. Ah, hence the Dr. Akula. Yes. Coming through and yeah, playing a couple the shows. The Dracula logo that is bigger than the bands that are actually on the whole tour. <laughs> and they play I, three days. 
Um, no offense to Dr. Acula, but I have uh, known some members throughout the years that are on that thing. Had no idea they were still a fucking band. But uh, if you're making a recent thing, making a comeback. Yeah. God bless like, them. Put a song out, put out some feelers. Do people miss us type of thing? Well, the newest song was probably like the best, you know, Dracula song ever because they were they were bad. Good. Yeah, good, bad. that was that whole era. Yeah. But they had a singer, Tyler guy, that sang in Dr. Acula back in the day. He was also the vocalist of a band called My Bitter End. Let me tell you, My Bitter <laughs> End, The Renovation, find it, listen to it, fucking sick. Wow. The band was ridiculously good, and he was a great vocalist. Um, but uh, whatever. Yeah, we don't, who else? Not? Distinguisher is on that. Yeah, who else Distinguisher is, on that? is uh, Orthodox. Orthodox is on it. That's great. So three three bands will have new records out on that tour, and then Distinguisher, I think, is still just kind of pushing that EP they just put out. Which is speaking of the best thing that a band has ever done. Uh, I, I am definitely a foam finger Distinguisher fan. Um, toured with that band a couple of years ago when we did our first full US with them. Um, lovely people, still all the same members, work incredibly hard. Um, I don't know anything positive that you could say about a band. I is absolutely something you could apply to that group. You know, you are not the first person that's told me this, and it's that Nick is the vocalist of that band, right? Yeah, I see all the videos and stuff, and like him doing media for so many people too. Seems insanely hardworking. Um, yeah, I've had like some small interactions with him. I need to have him on the show and, and pick his brain a bit. Because um, I do see how hard that band is going all the time. And um, it's like them and that extortionist band are together constantly. Um, which confused me for a while. I was almost like, can you guys not tour together? Because I don't know which one is which. And uh, <laughs> now I'm like definitely where I, I've spent more time listening to both, but also Distinguisher has had the, I guess maybe it's just what I listen to or my algorithm, but they come up on shuffle quite a bit. Um, maybe that's because I listen to ear band a lot. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> their latest, tape, uh, latest EP is, is great. It is the best stuff they've ever done. They record it all in house. Like it, it is a level up on like every, every metric, like, the recordings sound better. Everyone sounds better. That's performing. It's the best songwriting. It's all the good stuff. Fuck yeah. I will give that a spin. And maybe I have already listened to it. I'm not sure. It's possible. I might have. Or maybe I just... There's one song that's in my head currently, and I can't recall. I don't know which release song, but I will uh, I will go and give that a spin. And everyone else, go listen to Distinguisher. Don't be a stupid punk-ass bitch. You jabroni motherfucker. <laughs> um, but great. That tour is going to be really fun. Sounds like you're going to have a lot of friends on it and it should be a good old time. Oh, um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be fucking bad boy time. It's unbelievable. Yeah. We may never make it to a show. Probably. Um, but speaking of which also with varials, their latest song genuinely love it. And uh, I have, found myself going back to it over and over again. I think um, that uh, the like little bits of like kind of cleanish, you know, elements that they added into it were sick. Mitch's voice sounds sick. Very, very cool. 
Yeah, um, the, the way Mitch writes music is is very interesting. Um, so to see that like that's the end product is is very cool. Sort of knowing how it started. I'm ex- well, I, I haven't know. heard their new record. I bet I could text one of them and be like, "Hey, give it to me." But that would be cool if you get it, give it to me. Follow oh yeah, for it. sure. All I do is leak records. It's my favorite fucking thing to do. Yeah, that's the whole point of this show. I mean, that's what I'm about to do with yours after this. It better um, be as you just re- take away my access right now. <laughs> um, but um, that tour is gonna be great. That's awesome. Never say die is gonna be a fucking blast. Are you doing the bus share with everybody? Yeah, bro, you're gonna have so much fun. I. I uh did a never say die it was my first year run in like 2014 fun fact i was supposed to do that tour that you're doing um well you uh you really fucked it yep i'm going on i prevail tour and it's going to be amazing oh, you'll, so you'll play to 15,000 people a night never mind. yeah you're good you're chilling uh, i you know a lot yeah who's, a lot of people tour? It's I Prevail, Pierce the Veil, Us, and Stand Atlantic, and Yours Truly opening. So they rotate. There's Wait, like Yours Truly like the fucking Australian, Australian band? band? Yeah. That band kicks ass. Bro, you're telling me. I fucking love that band. Uh, so I am very excited. They're not playing the full thing. There's like a chunk that Stand Atlantic does and then a chunk that Yours Truly does. But boy, howdy, am I excited. But either am- way, 15K people a night. Uh, like yeah, like five to ten. Oh yeah, easy. Five to eight. Um, yeah, like arena shit. The yeah, the the first day sales itself were crazy, but yeah, we're so excited. Like, because we're just there on happenstance. Like, there's gonna be a bunch of people lined up that want to see Pierce the Veil that haven't watched Pierce the Veil in five years or whatever, and they're like, I don't know what this is. Please get off stage. Yes. And I'm uh, and I can't wait. I'm very excited. Um, You're telling me I'm fucking one of seven in Europe. All I'm dude, gonna do is play to people who are like. Get off stage. When you, is the band that came here for play? Let me tell you, you'd be surprised. Because one, Europeans are cool and they're nice and inviting. It depends on how much they drink beforehand. <laughs> and two, Never Say Die is an interesting thing where it is looked at as a traveling festival where um, there are a good amount of people that are there early because they want to see the early bands and because they like want to, you know, get the get the room moving, get their night going. So you'd be surprised. I, I you guys are going to have an amazing time on that tour. The lineup oh, sure. is great. And um, so many nice people. It's going to fucking rock. You guys are going to have the best time. Uh, what a good first European tour to do. That's what and people have told me. I'm, it I'm is the, we best got the opportunity. One. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, it is really like the coolest way to, to start your your journey because then you've got a bunch of people that have already done it that are with you on the bus and and show you around and make you feel comfortable and stuff like that so um just make sure you get a good uh phone plan before you go or whatever it's just Um, that is one of many things on my list of i should look into this before i leave dude it's so worth it i mean i have t-mobile so i just when i get over there i just turn my phone on i have international it's great oh i got t-mobile we're chilling you're good to go you're good to go fuck god who cares absolutely as raw or or protected um (laughs) so gosh no i see i can make jokes like that because i'm friends with him um we talk often (laughs) yeah your boys you're tight yeah, I mean, I talked to God. He's pretty cool. Um, gosh, you need to say a prayer. I might after this episode. No, I will. I'll be a good boy. Um, Matt. Hi. With that. 
Do you have anything else for the people? They need to go see you on these tours around the planet as you do more cool things. They need to go pre-order your new record through Three Dot Recordings. But um, other than that, is there more stuff for the people? Uh, not really. Um, if you are a, a fan of, of my band, when we put out more songs that have singing in them, please, I'm begging you. Be one of the people in the YouTube comments being like, I hate this singing shit. Why does every band get less heavy? That's all. I, uh, please. I'm begging. I'm getting to do it. That's I. That would be the biggest favor you could give me. <laughs> is if you could just play. Troll my band. Yes. Every single we put out. Because fucking fair warning. When, when does this come out? Uh, this will be out in three weeks. So um, Okay. So our next single will be out. Yep. Which is. A, a singing ass song it is fucking sing central and i know people are going to be pissed and i can't wait for people to be pissed my constant goal is to what track is it on the record six or seven seven cool okay yeah. sick they're gonna fucking i, I mean, hate it <laughs> some of your fans that you have Oh my, they're going to be gonna hate it. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> people who have never heard of your band before people yes. that like like my band gonna fucking love it yeah people who listen to the under oath records that we were listening to in the studio when we were like how do we want to write songs because you i mean you brought up the find the great line just you know by coincidence we absolutely wrote songs that were like i want to write an under oath song i want to write yeah. a post hardcore song like i want to do every facet of the type of music i enjoy yeah so it's those sick. people will be chilling um but fucking Heavy lifter sixty nine at fucking gmail dot com will will not be chilling. Him nah. and his spaghetti strap fucking tanked up. He's gonna be furious, <laughs> and I can't wait. But some bro who's bought every under oath vinyl ever and buys every t shirt and buys ten beers a show and sings every lyric is gonna be like, "You my favorite band, exactly." And it's gonna goal. be sick. So you know, for every douchebag that you lose, you gain a beer bro. And Perfect. beer bros are way sicker because they like go As to work and band, buy t-shirts. Is, is a beer bro fan base? <laughs> Facts. I know it's coming. You just wait. You get them to sing like really straight edge lyrics while mm -hmm. they're drunk. Yeah, in their flannel with their their girlfriend, and they're both drinking thirteen dollar beers, and it's everything's perfect. <sighs> I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> you know, that's going to be me. Come see me on the I Prevail tour <laughs> in a couple weeks. And uh, let's drink some beer because I'm not in a straight edge band because um, I'm going to I'm going to smash them. Uh, but not like I, I it's all like a game. It looks like I drink beer while I play, but I don't because I steal other people's and then I drink like two sips and then I spit it everywhere and smash it because it looks cooler to be stone cold. So Cold's not really drinking at all. He's just letting it all foam out of his mouth. But his his hands are also the size of the beer can. So it's different. I can't drink all that that fast because I'll get like uh, the hiccups. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Anything so. but that. And on that note. Boundaries is a straight edge band. Go pre-order their new record. It's great. I really like it. But Matt, <laughs> anything else you have for the people today? Uh, not really. Um, you know, if I promise we're better live. So come to a show. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not feeling it, just give us one chance. Just, just go see one set. 
Have your boy guest list you. You don't even have to buy the ticket. I'll guest list you. Fucking DM us. There you go. Free guest lists on the band for one trial. Exactly. You get one shot. (laughs) Let us make a first impression. You only get one shot. You might miss a chance to blow. The opportunity comes once in a lifetime. You better lose. I watched 8 Mile for the first time recently. No shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool. John, my guitar tech, lives on like some mile. He lives around there. Um, and he's really sweet. I love him, my John. I'll keep. But that's a good mind. movie, Mom Spaghetti. It Go is a to good St. Andrews Hall. Do you know St. Andrews Hall in, in Detroit? You played there before? Uh, fuck. Maybe. That's I where might... they filmed that shit. Oh, you know what? Yeah, I don't know. Play. Fuck. Uh, does that place have a? I mean, look, I'm not in fucking. There's like a shit ass downstairs. Does it it have a shitty small room? Yeah, shitty downstairs small room. I've totally played the shitty small room. Oh, yeah, that's where Eminem like played and shit. Yeah, what's it called? Mom's spaghetti room. Fucking sanctuary or some shit? Something like that, yeah. Something like that, yeah. I think I play it on the next door. So, you know, I'll. I'll bring my my fucking my Eminem getup. Throw spaghetti at everyone. Yes, I'll have spaghetti at the merch table. Sounds like a great deal. Uh, everyone will have a great time. <laughs> Love it. Well, dude, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I hope you had a good time getting tucked. And thanks for being on the show, pal. Yeah, thanks so much. All right, that was a show. Wow. Thank you all for tuning in. Tactosa is going to take over Flat Earth. Boundaries, they really did just put out the best new metalcore record, though. It is fucking phenomenal. Go listen to it now. I give you permission now that the interview is over. Matt, thank you for being such a good bud. Um, Next up is Mitch from Varials. You can catch the both of them right now on tour together on the Varials headliner. Make sure you're spinning the new Varials as well. See you on the road on the True Power Tour. And as always, get
Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at soundtalentmedia.com.